Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is also the responsibility of the people creating the content. And again, I would go back to, you know, there are conservative news outlets who are creating irresponsible content that's sharing misinformation about the, vi- about the virus that's getting shared on these platforms. Let us in! Let us in! Whilst it is in human nature to engage in conversation with others, to be friendly, this is not the time to do that. So even if you run into your next-door neighbour, don't start up a conversation. I want to thank every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer because you guys paid for all this. In fact, I think about 40% of the people still don't think we won. I understand that. You understand that, Mr. President? I understand that. Yeah. And there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. I totally This committee resent. will allow the witness to respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator. Is that it? Not low on sound today. No. No, no, no. A lot of stuff going on today. A lot of stuff going on today. Where to start? There's even stuff that I didn't even put in the open that we have. You know what? Let's start with the most insane person in the world, <laughs> Dr. Cherry, uh, Dr. Carrie Chant. She is, we may have played her one time before uh, at some point, and she is um, with the New South Wales, the New South Wales Health Minister or whatever she is. And since there's a, there is a spike in Australia as well. to One person died. Right. <laughs> Australia is the most insane country. They have all these crazy animals that like can kill you anytime. And one person died of COVID and they like just locked down the whole country. This person, this, this is the best and most important and useful look at the psychology. Yet this woman is nuts. And this is very <laughs> useful. No, she is. You would know that, you know, this stuff gets ratcheted up incrementally, so so a lot of times it's hard to know. 
But if you saw somebody say this a year and a half ago, you would say, obviously, it it goes without saying, obviously she's fired, that's no doubt, but but you would say that this is a person who needs um, a psychological help and maybe needs to be institutionalized. Absolutely. No, I'm serious. She's absolutely. She is psychotic. Now, she is not alone, but she is unabashedly uh, psychotic. Well, yeah, like here we live with a bunch of people who wish they could do this to the rest of us. There's like probably probably like half the Democratic Party. So probably like a third of the country or so, right? Like or like maybe a third of the people in this sure. state like want to crack down on the rest of us to this level, like demand masks and total lockdown everywhere to this extent. But like in Australia, they're running the ship. Yeah. So here you go. Here she is today in a press conference. We have to stop the spread of COVID. To do this, we all need to work together. Now, first of all, even the fact that she said, we have to stop the spread of COVID. COVID can spread. Mm-hmm. And it can ebb and flow. Yep. What can't happen is that we all of the resources get overrun and thousands and thousands and millions die. Right. That can't help. Stopping the spread of COVID. I don't even like the way she said it. Mm-hmm. We have to stop the spread of COVID. Because, and you'll find out in a moment, she's serious. She means any pop-up. This is whack-a-mole with her. She can't stop. We need to limit our movements. We need to consider whenever we leave our house that anyone with us, anyone we come into contact with, could convey the virus. So That's a good way to calm people down. <laughs> be more afraid. Suspect everybody. Be more afraid. They could everybody be, is a potential biohazard. They could your be children, con- your friends. They could be contaminated. Make sure. I mean, talk about about a way to make a kids more insane could be anywhere it's hidden anywhere whilst it is in human nature to engage in conversation with others to be friendly um, unfortunately this is not the time to do that so even if you run into your next door neighbor in the shopping center in the coles while you're at coles wars or aldi or any other um, grocery shop even the fact that she's going down the list of trying to shuffle through them, Coles and Aldi, yep, there's another one, uh, the down on the market basket, whatever it is, <laughs> she's thinking of scenarios in her mind. Wait, they could be here, they could be there, they could be in the hallway, in the, in the McDonald's that's uh, a part of the stadium, they could be in waiting in line at the train, they could be... It's going through her mind. She's seeing scenarios mm-hmm. where people might say hello to each other. And she's seeing the potential. It's in her mind. She's seeing the potential. And then the droplet could go. <laughs> and if even if they're vaccinated, something could happen. Could happen. Bank shot over here off of this. Goes over here. Goes off a can of spotted dick. Then goes and hits the guy in the mouth. And there you go. Then we've got another case. As she's, uh, you know, playing with the bar, ball bearings in her hand, you know, thinking to herself, rocking back and forth. It could happen so many different ways. At the Aldi, it could happen. Of course, it could happen in the Aldi. At the Coles, it could happen. It's because people are friendly. They're friendly to each other. They get close to each other. It's all a friendliness. This is a psychotic moron imbecile who's in charge of the health. 
don't start up a conversation. Now is the time for minimising your interactions with others. Oh, I can't talk! <laughs> I gotta get home! Even if you've got a mask, do not think that affords total protection. We want to be absolutely sure that as we go about our daily lives, we do not come into contact with anyone else that would pose a risk. Holy Jesus. And, and we can't... We can't be sure that there's total protection, she says. Total protection. That's what we need. We need total protection. Can be no spread. Total protection. Your routine, you know that she presents that these places are open. It's not about that. Mm -hmm. By the way, there are a lot of people in Australia, the good progressives, who love her. Oh, I'm sure that there are. Remember the lady that, uh, like, tagged in the police for... Victoria province or whatever because her husband wanted to walk the dog. Yes. And she was like, excuse me, is this allowed? My husband thinks it's okay in the middle of a pandemic to walk our dog. Excuse me. Yes, but this woman has power. Yeah, but I mean, the people like uh, reporting her husband to the police lady elected this woman and like her. People think that she's great. Apparently, they they think that this is she, whoever the prime minister is of this province, whatever they have there, people are saying that she, Dr. Carrie Chant, was mad at the prime minister for relaxing Premier. anything. Premier, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, for relaxing uh, the lockdowns. And this is her way of saying, bleep you. You see what you've done? <laughs> Here's more of Dr. Carrie Chant. The spirit and intent of the public health orders is to reduce mobility, reduce the opportunities for anyone to come into contact with anyone else. That's the spirit of intent. Spirit and intent. You understand? No contact with anybody else. Don't even smile at them. Best to be safe. That's fine. Can that's, we send the I, I, people here? Who are like that to Australia and they can go live under that and have a good time. Because there's people here and like we've talked about them that want to live that way. Yes. So can we, there's, Australia has a lot of room, doesn't it? Isn't there like lots of space there? We can send all our crazy people there and they can just have them. This is a (laughs) madman. She is. She is. People talk about in World War II, Hitler going over the maps uh, you know, in 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 a, in a in a tizzy, in a crazy obsession, you know, trying to figure out he can still uh, still uh, you know hold on to the the Russian front of the war. Meanwhile, the Americans the incursion in, and who to send where, and this and that. And the generals are like, "Holy Jesus, man, you got to calm down. This guy's whacked, and he, he's demanding much more out of certain uh, brigades, etc., than others." And he's whatever. She's looking at a map right now, and she's desperately looking around. Saying, All right, we can move this, move this. This is how it sounds. We have to continue to sustain those high testing rates in that community and continue to practice those COVID-safe behaviours of staying at home, not visiting friends and family. No. I am concerned about the emerging risk in Canterbury-Bankstown, local government area, so that covers Belmore, Lakemba, Punchbowl. Oh, the Allies are moving in through Antwerp. My goodness, they're making uh, progress here through uh, through northern France. Unfortunately, I see there's other movement over here. And Yuguna. And my reason is that there are a number of cases there, 
and there's also a number of exposure sites in that area. Also, I can confirm today that one new case was linked to the Al Sultan butchery in Lakemba, and it's included in today's numbers. Um, uh, a butchery? Is that a butcher shop? I guess so, yeah. And a new case was linked to it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. They got to roll tanks right over that thing and flatten it and murder the butcher guy in the town square. Um, Better safe than sorry. He's... So again, please be aware if you've been to that butcher, the Al Satan butchery, um, please make sure that you follow the public health advice, urgently get tested and isolate as well as your household members. So if you went to the butcher that one mm-hmm. case was linked to, you need to get tested, isolate, and your household members also need to get tested it's, and it's, isolate. It's, um, uh, yes. This is why contract tasting didn't work here. Can you imagine trying to tell Americans that? I'm surprised, shocked that it worked with Australians. To be, to be honest, I mean, but no, yes. If you, you been went to, to that the butcher, butcher and when it got a sub, and you're fine, you feel fine, nothing's wrong. You've you're been vaccinated, vaccinated already. Uh, vaccinated already. Then you have to go into solitary confinement, and everybody does in your family, and that's it. That's uh, an odd ask. <laughs> It seems like uh, seems a little over the top. Yes. Yeah. The other areas that we have seen cases demonstrating, we've got missing links. So we're finding unlinked cases in other areas, and that means that there's chains of transmission where you yet to crack. And they could be anywhere. This is great. This is great when you've got a paranoid doctor like this, who's also saying it's just to the butchery. There's other places. But how do they get there? How do they get from A to B? Shut it down. Shut it all down. And yet to break that engenders quite significant concern to me so there you go that is a psychotic alice named dr carrie chant and we have those here as well and we seem to there's a psychotic i'm going to use a term from the left this is psychotic spectrum (laughs) she is on the far end of it but there are others who for one reason whether or not it's the the uh neurological aoc is a good word for it i don't have it right here but i'll get it uh for one reason or another, are now obsessed. Can't let go, no matter what. It's the neurocognitive, Alice, mm-hmm. uh, challenge now that they can't let they can't let go. And we've seen it. We've seen Rochelle Walensky. We've seen certainly Fauci. They can't. They're not letting. In 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 all the local leaders and politicians and in people up the street from us, Alice, who still wear masks together. Yeah. This is a psychotic. So let's go right to Fauci. This is today Fauci with Randolph Paul. Um, <laughs> this is great. This is great. Uh, and you'll see why. I'll, I'll, I will shut up, I promise. But this guy, he ain't made to be on the defense. And the real uh, Fauci comes out when you see, when he's poked, when you suggest at all. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. People who uh, share culpability or own culpability or deserve culpability for what they're being accused of, Mm -hmm. they generally erupt at their accuser. Right. You know, and try to knock it down that way. And this is Fauci erupting. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress... Do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? 
Your microphone. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to <laughs> was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. So what was? Let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially, you do not know what you are talking about. It shouldn't be hard to dismantle his argument, then, Doctor Fauci. But uh, no. Let's okay, you get NIH. one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals, and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function? It is not. It's a dance, and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for four million people <laughs> dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. And let's let Dr. Fauci. I have to. Well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making, he at some point he's both fingers are out pointing <laughs> at. At Rand Paul is that the the, the grant that was funded as a sub award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. If it didn't I come can, from the lab, but all you. the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the right. lab, including yourself. I totally this committee resent, will allow the witness to. Respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating. Senator. Oh, everybody in the Senate should buy up some don't Fauci my Florida gear to have with them when they interview Fauci because, uh, yeah, he's a little sensitive about this, I would say. I mean, here's the thing is he decided to make himself political by attacking Trump by saying like when he started to come on all the shows after Trump stop being president he was like oh well now finally i can come on your show rachel maddow I wasn't always allowed to do all the interviews i wanted to do back under the former administration like he embraced this embraced his role as like saying trump was bad and biden's good and you know turning it into a thing he made himself political and he wants to dish it out but he doesn't want to take it and he doesn't like that anybody might suggest that he is anything but saintly and perfect and has done only great things the entire pandemic it really bothers him Alice. that as the highest paid person in our entire government his uh, conduct would be subject to any kind of scrutiny that really uh, rubs him the wrong way that we would take a peek <laughs> at his record on these issues Alice, I uh, will not sit here and have you uh, attack. What's that called when you attack? You, you do it a certain way. What kind of attacks you make? You made. Scurrilous? No, it's Latin's in it. Broadmoor attacks you made. I don't, I don't Come on. Know. I don't know what you're. If you're just making, throwing everything at somebody, attacking them, you've made these kind of attacks. I'm not it's sure. It's overused a lot. Of course I can't figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. It's and it's Latin? Yeah, I think so. It's no bees attacks. Um, 
you have made with like attacks without information, just ad hominem. Ad hominem means yes. It means like towards the man. Ad hominem means you're um, making an attack on the person instead of on their argument. Yes. Well, you didn't have it. I did. I just I couldn't from what you were saying get because that's not what it means. But that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, because you don't understand Latin, and I do. Ad hominem. I took a lot of Latin. Of an argument or a reaction directed against a person rather than the position they are maintaining. Isn't that what I just said? Uh, you didn't have the word. I had the word, okay? <laughs> because you're stupid, okay? I'm going to go get my What Latin, kind of attack was My that? SAT2 no. Latin score. Oh, no. please. <laughs> Lexington High School, please. I got <laughs> twice as many good grades. as good. I got an A++++ in Winchester Ellis. <laughs> Valedictorian. What kind of attack is it if I call you, you're stupid? <laughs> Ad hominem. Correct. I use that. Don't, I don't want to hear it from you guys. I used it just to show, to show Alice how it's used in a sentence. It's more like ad feminam. Am I right? Wait. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know absolutely what that means because I'm also took Latin A plus two. Okay, here we go. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, that's right. I will not sit here and let you uh, uh, fire ad hominem attacks against my friend. Anthony Fauci, Alice, and suggests that he has not been consistent since day one because he has been. People should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection. You can make a, a general common sense extrapolation. If one mask serves as a physical barrier, if you put two on, if you're looking for enhancing the physical barrier, it makes common sense that it certainly can't hurt and might help. There you go. So there you go. He's been completely, completely consistent on masking. He wouldn't. He's not like the uh, psychotic um, Australian Dr. Kerry Chant, who says that you can't. Um, that you can't be friendly to anybody anymore. <laughs> the Although virus, he leans the virus sometimes in that direction. I don't think we'd ever should ever shake hands ever again, to be honest with you. Not only would it be good to prevent coronavirus disease, it probably would decrease the incidence of influenza dramatically in this country. Absolutely. There and you, it would be so worth it. There you go. Absolutely. You know, anything, we cannot have the, sp the spread of the virus happening. The virus can tell. If you're angry at people and you don't like them, then it won't infect you. All right. So where, where does that leave us now? Uh, uh, the administration is back on the uh, Facebook threatening beat. Kate Bedingfield, who's... Fairly cute in her own way, Alice. I mean, You've always liked yes, her. Yes, yeah. She's got that Winnie Cooper thing about her, except uh, with different color hair. Kate Bedingfield wants you to know that this is not. It's not just Facebook who we're going after here. It's not mm -hmm. just the twelve people. It's. Uh, it's not entirely Facebook's fault, is what she's saying here. They bear some responsibility, but. You know, there, there's more people that you can point the finger at. Certainly they should be held accountable. And I think you've heard the president speak very aggressively about this. He understands this is an important piece of the ecosystem. But 
It's also the other thing the president has pointed out and spoke to when he was asked about this yesterday is it's it is also the responsibility of the people creating the content. And again, I would go back to, you know, there are conservative news outlets who are creating irresponsible content that's sharing misinformation about the vi- about the virus that's getting shared on these platforms. We had made quite a leap from misinformation to yep. irresponsible content. Absolutely. What's ir- well, irresponsible content could be like anything. Either It all falls under the umbrella of problematic. Mm-hmm. So that will be flagged. I have a question. Does uh, Ayanna Presley saying we need unrest in the streets, is that irresponsible content? No, that's not problematic. No. Because there is a uh, there is a public health crisis. Oh, as well, so that's okay. public health. So that is true. In the, in the uh, it, all of the what about pu- if Joe Biden says that Republicans want to put black people back in chains? Is that irresponsible content? No, because they are literally, and this isn't hyperbole, or trying to bring back, bring back Jim Crow. So that is responsible content that should be boosted by Facebook and social media, and they'll be watching. The communications department will be watching in the White House. To what make about sure. saying that um, January sixth was? worse for this country than 9-11 is that irresponsible content uh no that's actually that's just factual at this okay. point that there needs to be trying to take the temperature of where what we about are saying here? that um biological men can have babies that's not irresponsible that's just the science what you don't <laughs> like science <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm like I'm trying not to get too angry today. Yeah. Ooh, I just well, I need to keep it under control. But also, but listen I, to the gaslighting. This is Ed O'Keefe asking Jen Psaki. Mm-hmm. They found out today that 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 these Democrats, when they came in, these super spreader Democrats, um, they gave a Pelosi staffer the coronavirus, and they gave a White House staffer the coronavirus. So Ed O'Keefe asks about anybody else. So I just want to back up here to this breakthrough case here in the White House. You yeah. Confirmed today there's been a breakthrough case. Yep. But you're also confirming there have been other breakthrough cases. Yep. But- yep. Yeah, why? What do you mean? Why? Is that newsworthy? Hmm. Yeah. It's 74 of us, as a matter of fact. <coughs> yeah, why? <laughs> oh, yeah. And the, the gaslighting, the totally flippant. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, it's it's, it's weird for you to be, be ask, interested in this. Why are you interested in this? Is the coronavirus, is that in the news? Is that a thing? remarkable and i mean it makes you wonder too so and uh, this isn't an original idea from me i've been seeing people speculate about this on twitter but we know that the rate of breakthrough infections is pretty low and this seems like a lot of breakthrough infections so are all these people really vaccinated or are some mm-hmm. of them lying? Because it seems, I mean, and I know, so the other possibility, I guess, is like they're just all being tested all the time. So like maybe that, but it seems sketchy to me. Also, the like Kamala's sudden trip to Walter Reed on Sunday for a totally routine. Is that when people normally have routine doctor's appointments is Sunday afternoons? That's when people hiding stuff do. <laughs> I mean, the te- it the seems The had an, a couple of different uh, trips to Walter Reed too. Yeah, but I mean, I think, but that's different, Tom, because this is the most transparent administration in world history of any country ever. They're the most truthful and honest and upfront uh, group of people that's ever been in the White House. So that's why I have questions, because it seems a little odd to me. Like, are all the White House staff vaccinated or not? No, no. Because I like... Wouldn't it be wonderful if half weren't? Well, I don't think all the Texas Democrats could have been. How could they 
all be positive because they're saying they're all asymptomatic. But like if you're asymptomatic and vaccinated, the likelihood that you're going to spread it to somebody else is so low. I guarantee you someone in there is not vaccinated and that's who gave it to everybody else. I don't see how it's possible. Otherwise, just statistically speaking, it seems a little weird that all these people that they met with suddenly have COVID. Somebody was a spreader and somebody, like, <laughs> now, I don't think that person's vaccinated. Now, those are Trump people are spreaders. Trump mm-hmm. people are spreaders. So. Yeah. So I just want to back up here to this breakthrough case here mm-hmm. in the White House. Yeah. Confirmed today there's been a breakthrough case. Yep. But you're also confirming there have been other breakthrough cases. Yep. But you had not previously disclosed that there had been. Nope. And that's correct. We had also committed during the transition that I think there's hundreds, thousands of people who work in the federal government, as you all know, and we had committed during the transition that if it was a commissioned officer, uh, which who are the highest level ranking people in the White House. Oh, yeah. I remember them committing during the transition that if you were an, a, a, an officer that highest ranking in the White House, I remember all this. Yeah, the commissioned all, officer. That's what they said. Right. This is, they kept, they wouldn't shut up about it. They just wouldn't shut up about it. This is absolutely normal. This I, Their tone of voice tells I mean, it's normal. Mm-hmm. Plus, she said, as the transition happened, as you well know, so I must well know it. So, I mean, I don't even know why I'm asking her. And in the admin, uh, in this uh, building here, that we would make that... Whatever it's called, the random building that we're in is of no significance really whatsoever. Information publicly available. We stand by that commitment. So if it's anyone below that, you don't feel the need to let people know. Well, again, that's the commitment we made. I'm here talking to all of you today and sharing with you information about the individual who was uh, who was uh, received a positive test yesterday. Right. Yes, that's a commitment we made to not be transparent about anybody else in the building, except for the commissioned officers in the building who uh, are people that where we don't really need to define. Stop asking questions. Yep. Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> why asking? Want cookies? It's time to sing happy birthday. Okay. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, so that is her. That is the Biden administration's trans- Tom Brady also at the White House today. I know, Alice. I'm, I'm laboring through a Substack uh, post about this, and I'm stuck. Uh, stuck. Rhythm. We got. Um, but we found our rhythm. We got on a roll. Not a lot of people, uh, you know, think that we could have won. And um, in fact, I think about forty percent of the people still don't think we won. I understand that. You understand that, Mr. President? I understand that. Yeah. And personally, you know, it's nice for me to be back here. We had a game in Chicago where I forgot what down it was. I lost track of one down in 21 years of playing. And they started calling me Sleepy Tom. (laughs) Why would they do that to me? (laughs) So there you go. Um, Your thoughts, Alice? Well, I mean, this is obviously like a pre-planned it's a bit yeah it's a skit that they, that they did get it. Yes. to do and yes. it's not very good because nobody doesn't think the tampa bay buccaneers won the super bowl and nobody calls tom brady sleepy tom so right so, but so is, it's not a funny bit no but it's a bit written by the comms team at the white house exactly just meant to dunk on trump and biden was ha- i mean sorry and brady was happy to do it Right, after he refused to go to the White House when Trump was there. Right, which is uh, no good. So, which I, I, at one point today I thought was actually terrible. Now, I, I also think that Brady, had he gone, could have done a lot to make it okay for quarterbacks to go to the White House, even though the evil Trump was president. I think mm-hmm. it would have gone a long way to, even though the world hated Brady, who weren't Pats fans, um, 
just to show that that actually it's okay. The Trump administration is not completely upside down, chaos, topsy turvy, mm-hmm. um, you know, on the brink of collapse at any point. They're getting stuff done like you do. There's a team. They're there, etc. But you know, because the press did all it could do to show people this is extraordinary. What you're seeing on me on extraordinary. This is this is not supposed to happen. This is unusual. This is unthinkable in D.C. etc. They did all the th- things they could to scare people. I thought if Brady had showed up, it would have been a helpful thing to show that there is some normalcy. It's okay. Relax, everybody. Uh, and you know, had he joked with Trump, that would have been good. Right. So a couple of things. So I think he missed that. Two the. Trump was his friend, and now he's dunking on him and his voters by saying 40% of people, in other words, those idiots still don't think they want Those mm-hmm. are Trump voters. So, which is a crappy thing for Brady to do, but he's just reading a speech because at the end of the day, he's probably just a dumb jock. Now... He also has a problem similar to the problem my friend Prince Harry has, which is that he has a wife who's running the show. Right. Right. There's no doubt about that. I mean, that is, he doesn't want... He doesn't want that problem. His wife, Giselle, and her sisters, uh, unfortunately, uh, carry a lot of weight in that uh, family. Um, But here's... So this is the only way I kind of... uh, I give him a little bit of leeway, is that according to him in 2017, he had family business to attend to. And subsequently, it was reported that he was checking on his mother who was sick. I think with cancer at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, if that if they had to be, and the guy's been to the White House eighty three times, uh, if that if, if that's the case, he also blew off Obama one year. Okay. If that's the case, uh, then you know what are you gonna do? You know. Mm-hmm. But the dunking on Trump mm-hmm. makes it look, in conjunction with the not going to the White House when Trump was president, the then dunking on him. Uh, sort of undermines the like reasonableness of that as a reason why he didn't go, right? Right, but so it's taken the octane out of my out of my substack. Anyway. But, but I mean, okay, like I get that that and yes, that's a legitimate a totally legitimate reason to not go to the White House. That makes sense. That's fine. But then like why go to the White House now and dunk on Trump cuz it absolutely makes it look like that's the reason why you didn't go when Trump was president, doesn't it? Totally. Well, it totally does. And that's and that's ugliness and it's divisive and you you'd hope that like Brady was divisive in historically because I wish was, Trump was on Twitter right now. Imagine what Trump would say about this. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's probably texting him. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, who I mean, who knows really any of this stuff, but it, it's just a divisive thing because it's mm-hmm. also it's it's also dunking on Trumps on Americans who have a problem with the election, and once again, it was just fine for the left to have a problem with the election a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was just fine. As a matter of fact, Alice, you know what? I've got a little. I've got a little. Uh, oh, I don't. I might have may, may not be here anymore. Do I have that anymore? There was like a little rap of a bunch of people. Yes, here, here's here's election, Democrats yeah. a couple of years ago. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Her research has repeatedly de- demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems are susceptible to tempering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates 
Cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. It is the individual voting machines that some pose, that pose some of the greatest risk. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines. Right. Which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were That's able to Kamala Harris, the vice president. This goes on for another minute. All every Democrat's mm-hmm. on this thing. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's just disappointing. No, just like some of them voted against certifying the election mm-hmm. results in 2016. Just like, you know, a bunch of them wanted the uh, Electoral College to throw out the results in 2016. I mean, it, it, they're huge hypocrites, obviously. And if the situation were reversed, they would absolutely be doing everything they could to cast aspersions on the election results, and nobody would fault them for it. They would be considered totally normal and fine. But, you know... Alice, they, if, if Trump had edged out Biden in this election, they would have impeached Trump again. Yeah, and they would have had doubts about the voting machines. Oh, of and course, there's no doubt about this. They would have been saying that there were plots with yes. bamboo on the ballots and every other thing. Like, oh, they my would, God. There would have been 100% all kinds of crazy claims. Oh, my goodness. They, they would never end. The new new lawn signs, people would paint their house in protest colors. The left is unhinged. Goodness. Not that the right... Of much, many of them didn't uh, act badly after this time. The antlers weren't great. The antlers weren't great, but so, and this is something that um, I've been following this story. Like, like I know there's people that aren't great on the right. Obviously, they're out there. There are some of them. Most people I know on the right are fantastic people, but anyway, there are there are a few jerks out there. There are. St- some people in America, a small number, who are like white supremacists and crazy people and other stuff. They exist. There, There's an incredibly small number of them, but they exist. Um, but, you know, the left is always talking about how, like, right-wing extremists are the greatest threat to democracy. And look, they almost overthrew the government in January and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And, like, you know, and one of these things that was, like, considered big evidence of this great right-wing extremist threat was the plot to kidnap Whitmer. Last year. Mm -hmm. Remember that all these people, they were going to kidnap Whitmer because she's a terrible person and a dictator in Michigan or whatever. Well, it turns out that, as seems to often happen, many of the people involved in the Whitmer kidnapping plot, there's a big BuzzFeed article, I tweeted about it today, um... Many of them, the BuzzFeed article says more than 12 of the people involved in the plot, including the people who did the primary planning and recruited other people to join the plot, were FBI agents. (laughs) And the BuzzFeed article, so this is not like a right-wing source. The BuzzFeed article is saying it's not clear that there would actually have been a plot to kidnap Whitmer without the involvement of the feds. (laughs) So total, total, there are seven people in jail over the Whitmer kidnapping plot, and there were at least 12 undercover FBI agents. So it's like, and I've said this before, but I think like all these like white supremacist groups and Mm -hmm. stuff, probably like half of them at any given time are FBI agents. Oh, that's a good point. Like the Enrico Terrio that was arrested right before January 6th too. Like he's been an informant on and off for years too. Like they're, these movements are freaking full of them. They're all feds. Like I really want to know 
when the January 6th stuff, when it's all shaken down, yep. like how many of the people involved in the quote unquote planning to whatever extent any of the people there were involved in any planning of anything. And there's there are a few people that have pled guilty to conspiracy and stuff, but or I don't know, pled, but are being charged with conspiracy. So, you know, there might have been some people who are planning something, a handful of them. But I'm curious what the ratio was between actual right-wing extremists planning something and feds helping them plan something, helping, like really, really helping a lot with their planning of whatever they were planning, you know, because it, I don't know. It, but it is it is interesting because it's almost like a, it could be almost a feedback loop in the sense that you've got the head of Homeland Security saying white supremacy is the biggest threat mm-hmm. to the country because white supremacists are everywhere, white supremacist organizations very pernicious everywhere, and he knows that they're everywhere because they all work for him. Yeah. You know? Oh, I can prove it. There's a thousand different groups. My guys started 800 of them. Yeah. The Whitmer guys, the second in command of the whole group, was an FBI agent. Like, they're being run by FBI agents. At any point, he like- could have said, by the way, to the to the other guy saying, are you sure we should kidnap the governor? He could have said, no, maybe we should just... Uh, no, they were recruiting purpose. more people to join yeah. the group. They were, like, going out and being like, hey, want to join our plan to kidnap the governor and hold her accountable for her crimes against humanity? And these, like, dopes in Michigan were like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, it's it's nuts. Be very suspicious of anybody who wants to rope you into any illegal domestic terrorism activities because it is highly likely that they are not actually on your side, is what I would tell you. Talk about something that needs a good looking at, the FBI. I mean, just look at certainly oh. over there, the, the, since the, the beginning of the inception of the right. FBI, oh, but over the last five years, what a hive. What a hive of yeah. f- b- bad actors. Well, yeah, and I mean, it all plays in. Like, there's the NSA st- spying on Tucker stuff, and there's, like, the Matt Gates thing where you have, like, former federal agents, like, blackmailing him over charges that may or may not actually ever turn out to be a thing. Like, it's just, it's all very weird, and... It's also very dangerous, considering... Yeah. I mean, that's what was happening, coercing the the people with Trump as well. Mm-hmm. Just creating these perjury traps. So you get them to say something, to contradict themselves, and then have them flip on the bigger guy, and then the bigger guy, and then Trump. It's like, it's... This is... This is bad freaking news. Uh, and... Yeah, they're indicting somebody else now from Trump's. They just arrested the guy who ran guy. his inauguration. Thank God they got him. Because he was, like, Thank- talking to Saudi Arabia. Oh, no. Like... I mean, I mean, we shouldn't have people working in our government who work for foreign countries, obviously. But it was like he didn't declare it properly or whatever. He didn't, like, file the paperwork right. to be a right. whatever. Right, which is the same thing, you know, that the, the you could get the um, – uh, who are the guys who worked for uh, Hillary had the same thing? Was it Blumenthal? Who, 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 I don't remember. The Hillary – no, no, no. Uh, who ran her campaign? Who was the guy? Mook? I don't know. No, he was a he was a flack. I forgot. Oh, anyway, no, no. but there's there's another lobbying group that was doing the same thing. They just got a slap in the wrist that they sent Manafort up for. But, but yeah, but they're trying to hit everybody in Trump's circle with the 
most heavy duty charges for everything because they're hoping to eventually be able to get Trump himself for something. It's such a joke. Like they acted like Trump people chanting lock her up about Hillary Clinton in rallies was like some threat to democracy. And they're literally arresting everybody that they can who was remotely close to Trump to try and get Trump on something. It's everything they do is projecting onto other people yeah and that's all dangerous stuff and we'll see what happens uh with that uh alice you know mm-hmm. i love uh alexandria ocasio cortez mm-hmm. and why do i love her because you like the idea of her yelling at you well that's my the my unhealthy fetish alice. <laughs> not, everything doesn't have to come to the surface <laughs> okay well why do i love her aesthetically i don't know why aesthetically She's skinny? Uh, no, she's not just skinny. She's what? Beautiful? Yes. Okay. So there you go. And then my fetish. <laughs> so uh, here's AOC on with Don Lemon. This is uh, unannounced, Alice. I wasn't going to play this earlier, but it's so pure. She's so pure, really, in her naivete. Alice, and I don't mean to launch an ad hominem attack from the Latin, which means attack on the mm-hmm. person, not the subject matter. If you didn't know. <laughs> Thank you for the Latin lessons, Cindy. I appreciate my it. My pleasure. And uh, which is different than an ad minimum attack, which is another word I said earlier. <laughs> I said ad feminam, which means towards a woman instead of the Well, I, yes. Okay. This is meant to, not to be an ad feminon attack okay. from the Latin. I, not plural. I just was making a little Latin joke because I'm funny like that. That was a classic. Thank you. <laughs> Here we go. So why don't Republicans want us to learn how to not be racist? Why don't Republicans want us want kids to know how to not be racist? So, uh, first of all, um, <laughs> the Republicans not want people to know how not to be racist. The idea is this, is that the premise is that she's suggesting is that we are racist and we need to right. learn not to be. And our kids are. Yes. Well, they're and saying it's too that young. And it is makes the question that illuminates this. They said that she is her vocab here is through the roof. She has learned new words. You're going to hear them. That illuminating it is start just the beginning. It's too young, and it makes uh, it it gives. Uh, it ma- yeah, but you know why she feels comfortable in using mm-hmm. big multisyllabic words here, big big score scrabbly words. Why? Because she's talking to a really stupid person. So she feels much more intellectually capable of, you know, just preening in front of him. That's Don Lemon she's talking to. It makes white kids feel bad and it gives them guilt about being white uh, at too young of an age. Well, or that, that, that they shouldn't have that well, or be taught that guilt at all or anything that gives them that. Yeah. Well, you know, I think here's the deal. Here's something that we know neurocognitively. Ooh! <laughs> She doesn't uh, unpack neurocognitively uh, for no reason. She's, uh, this is putting on a seminar for us. Imagine this Mensa moment of Don Lemon in AOC. I love, by the way, Don Lemon casting about to try and think of the reasons why Mm -hmm. a Republican might oppose teaching kids not to be racist. Because he can't think of any, because he's never talked to somebody who actually thinks that. So he doesn't know what the argument would be. You're not thinking this about this in a neurocognitive way, else. Um, babies, when they are exposed to family members, neighborhoods, etc., of one race, they their eye contact. We already know this from neuroscientists, neuro and neurosociology, etc. Do you suspect some horse shit's about to be served up, Alice? Mm-hmm. 
Yes, and it's going to be. The moment somebody mentions the different kinds of scientists, we already know this has already been established as a thing, by the way. There's no reason to even go over this. Sociologists, etc. All of them. All of them. All the people with the credentials all agree on this, So, but I'll just say it anyway. That, that babies already start to gravitate towards members of their own race when they are disproportionately exposed to just one race in their life. It doesn't mean that babies are racist, but what it means is that we already start to gravitate to communities and people that we already know are, and are already acclimated to. Children do not feel guilt about racism when they learn early on what racism is. In fact, children learn to recognize it and can engage in corrective behavior early. Now, what does feel guilty are... Okay. <laughs> First of all, it. I would like to be there when the person sits down for the deep analytical discussion with my two-year-old about what they're thinking about people and things that look similar. Because... <laughs> When our three-year-old was two, or one of them thought he was a dragon for a month, and uh, you know another one of them thought he's he was... next door right now, calling himself yes. King Jordan. Right. So, so yeah, so that's who you want to go to to see where They're he going is to engage in corrective behaviors on race and, ethnic- <laughs> race and ethnicity issues. Absolutely, he's also he's obsessed got... with albinos. So yes. I mean, like a kid who. Uh, created in the woods next to our house a relaxing spot because life is so hard as a three-year-old where he talks to his uh, made-up friend, Barmard, <laughs> who he claims lives in every house we drive by. Absolutely. We're going to tap into that kid to get a gr- good look at his take on society. Are the adults who allow racism to happen in their lives and when they're... Ch- they already start fighting against racism. They already start fighting... Nobody thinks of any of this stuff. They want brownies. I would love, and, I would love for AOC, by the way, to sit down with that child oh, and yeah. try and and see what comes out. Like after she feeds him in a bunch of anti-racist oh, yeah. garbage, like he'll process it and then come back with who, who knows what, but something really incredible. I think would happen. She sounds a lot like somebody who doesn't have kids, among other things. By the way, children acknowledge it better than some of the adults in their lives do, and so to that. I don't think that children feel guilty. I think there's a responsible way for us to talk about how to be peaceful and treat each other with respect. And we use, and Republicans are using these words like critical race theory, which again is is a law school curriculum. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So why do you know, this is great. So we've seen this pattern. She's saying Republicans are using this thing like called critical race theory, which is the law school thing, which is totally distant. That is not even taught in schools. Um, and their argument is, well, some teachers may be exposed to it. Oh, wow. So your child's teacher is not is anti-racist and is actually fluent in how to dismantle racism in and the dynamics of racism. Yeah, in a that's classroom. what I'm concerned about. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's not even taught in schools. But now you're worried just because they know critical race theory that they're going to say it in schools. Now that's a problem. It's not. What, taught to- you're concerned that your teacher in your elementary school class is using the class to try and dismantle racism and teach the kids to be anti-racists. Yes, that's exactly what concerns me. Call it whatever you want. I don't like it. That is something that teachers should know how to do. And um, Republicans are trying to ban this 
are trying to ban us from knowing our own history. Because if we don't know our own history, then it is easier for them to ban, uh, it is easier for them to curtail our rights to vote and to essentially take us backwards to the 1960s as they have been doing with many of these state laws. Republicans are trying to ban our own history because if we ban it, then it'll be easier to put the laws in from Jim Crow. Mm -hmm. Which was in 2019. Right. Right. Okay. So, because if... So, for instance, we're not going to teach about slavery or Jim Crow or even the existence of black Americans anymore. As a matter of fact... (laughs) So now we can afresh say, hey, by the way... um, we're just going to have a little poll tax. It shouldn't ring any bells because you don't know anything about it here. We're just going to do a little um, a literacy t- uh, test here before you can vote. We're just going to make sure you own property before you can vote. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be alarmed. No, it's totally normal. It's never happened before whatsoever. No. That's the theory. <laughs> seems... <laughs> so Democrats like and most, so then liberals strategy. and Democrats will say, "Oh, that's okay. This it's not as if this is something that's ever happened before and is racist. This is just uh, something uh, a, a bright new idea about charging us to go to the polls, and it seems fair to me, doesn't it?" Be? <laughs> These are that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Baby, I can't do the sub this part, the sub stack today, else I, they don't have anything. You're gonna have to do a guest sub stack. Okay. You what do you mean? Okay. Fine. Forget it. Then don't do a guest substack. Then we're gonna have to change the or tweak our uh Clabridlio. Uh let me see. Anything else? Anything else going on? I feel like you had more topics in your opening. Did I? I had the parents who were iced out of the Board of Education meeting. Yeah, they weren't allowed to go to the uh board to the Board of Education meeting about masks in school. Because they weren't wearing masks. Right. Even yeah. though the Board of Education determined that the teenage students could have masks be optional in school, the parents still weren't allowed into the school board meeting without masks. Right. Okay, let's listen in else. It is also the responsibility of the people creating the content. Betting field, again, we got to this. I would go back mm-hmm. to, you know, there are conservative news outlets who are creating irresponsible content that's sharing misinformation about the, vi- about the virus that's getting shared on these platforms. Is the parents who want to be let in the school board. Whilst it is in human nature to engage There's in a psycho in Australia. Mm-hmm. To be friendly, this is not the time to do that. So even if you run into your next door neighbor, don't start up a conversation. I want to thank every Amazon employee. Oh, Bay's Dog. There we go. You're right. Okay, well, there you go. He wants to thank every Amazon employee. Oh, you're excited about this. every Amazon customer. Not only do we get 486 million Amazon Prime packages, but you love space. (laughs) Well, we just sent Jeff to space. Aren't you happy? I'm fine with it. I'm now, unfortunately, forced to be a fan of it because a bunch of a-holes have a problem with it. Well, I don't know. I think the whole thing is sort of silly. The rocket did look like something out of an Austin Powers movie, slightly. No, but you've got people on the left now saying, look at the billionaires just screwing Mm -hmm. around. They should give it to build housing and do other things. It's like, great. Now I'm for space, suddenly. (laughs) Because you guys are so... I think the space thing is sort of silly. I mean, uh, 
The thing that bugs me, I guess, is I feel like the progress is so incremental. It's, like, frustrating to me that, like, we sent people to the moon in the 60s and, like, now we're all excited because, like, a couple people. Mm, Did we? You don't believe in the moon landing? I have problems with the legitimacy of the moon itself. So you're talking (laughs) about the wrong guy. I mean, so, well, but accepting the premise, right? Like, I just feel like space used to be so much, like, we were moving so much faster on space. And, like, why has it been so long and we're not doing anything? And, like, now we just send one person up for 11 minutes total and he, like, grazes the edge of space and is in zero gravity for a few minutes. Like, I'm frustrated by that. I agree. I think they should hit the gas and keep on going. And see you later, man. Good luck out there. I'm. I know. Where is the Mars colony? Where is the stuff happening? I don't I want... even want a Mars colony. I don't want somewhere where you're in a terrarium and if you walk out of it, your skull explodes. I don't want. I that... don't need to go there, but I want it to exist. Like I'm a sci-fi nerd. You know this. Yeah. Like, how come none of the stuff is happening? I've been promised well, a right, lot of space because we've been lied to. That's right, <laughs> Alice. Because this is we've been screwed once again. Well, I'm. I like the space stuff, but I just feel, like, let down by the extent of it. Like, ooh, he, like, flew in the rocket for ten minutes. Like, I just, it seems, like, kind of not that impressive to me. Correct. It's not that impressive. And they're spending, like, billions of dollars. Like, it's great, Well, a lot I of guess. it's private money, Alice. I mean, these... No, I know. I'm not saying that. Like, and I, I mean, I think it's kind of funny that... I think like Zuckerberg, he should just filter everything he tries to say through PR people because I think when everybody's complaining that you're you made too much money during the pandemic and you're blowing it on stupid space travel, that like maybe gloating that everybody else paid for you to go to space in the presser is like not the best approach. I got no problem with it. I don't. I, I mean, I don't really either, but I just think it's like it's a messaging failure. I would say. It's. I don't think it's reading the room exactly. Why isn't it? I mean, he's thanking us for buying packages so that they can do space. It's not as if Alice. He's because people think that they're like that. He's like rubbing it in that everybody got poorer during the pandemic and he got richer. And like now he's like, thanks for sending me to space, losers. Like that's how people are reading it. It's just funny to me. But like, I wish his billions would buy something a little more impressive than his stupid phallic rocket that goes to space for a few minutes speaking of that alice yeah yeah one uh what about your x-rated take that you had today re um brandy love oh because we were still arguing about brandy love and um go ahead say what you told me today alice I just, you know, asked you how you can create the show without having two hands free to use the keyboard, if it makes it challenging or not. Create the show? Or, like, make our podcast or whatever. What do you use? And what's the implication there exactly? The implication is that you're a porn addict. Uh, Me? Yeah. Hmm. I feel that's an ad hominem attack, Alice, and I will not stand for it. Maybe it is. So the larger implication is that men, you went off, this is misandry again, raising mm -hmm, its ugly head, mm -hmm. you went off uh, suggesting that all men, how would they know anything? Because they're just so happy that somebody um, with uh, whose uh, breasts is um, a conservative that they're just gung-ho and they're thinking with 
their Bezos rocket instead of their <laughs> mind. Is that what you're saying? I would say that's a, you know, I think there's some truth there. I think that it's interesting that everybody's like, we're not porn addicts. And then like, you know, if you say anything remotely negative about porn or like that you shouldn't sell it to minors or whatever, everybody gets all worked up. But this is mega porn. That's wholesome and good. Like, I just, I mean. Wow. You have changed. You have changed. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Um, I appreciate all the feedback on our little argument over Brandy Love on Twitter. Keep the comments coming. You can be honest. I'm not. I'm not sensitive about it. Um, but that's on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pub. We're also at Facebook.com/slash Burn Barrel Podcast, BurnBarrelPodcast.com. On YouTube, Tom Shaddix, Burn Barrel, and Burn Barrel Podcast at Gmail.com. Now, hold up. Wait a second. That was Alice. the post. Yeah. I know it was. You know, I, thank you so much, Alice. You well, know, I am learning from your radio experience here. This has been uh, something you can't can't pay for this kind of uh, knowledge and wisdom from broadcasting. So, uh, wait a second. You said mm-hmm. that we would possibly, or that uh, you suggested. No, okay. I, I organically suggested myself that I might post something to locals. That was a private transmission from Alice Shattuck, <laughs> in which uh, is included a what I consider ad hominem attacks <laughs> on a a well known podcast producer, and which was amplified by one Kirk Minahan. Do you still? I don't s- think there was necessarily an attack. Okay, well, I made I'm going to put comment. this up to locals right now, which is our tawdry way of trying to get you to subscribe. But uh, either way, for everybody, thank you for listening in today, Alice. You would just hit the post so we can just let the music go, I think. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying? It ruins the effect when you turn it off right as I hit the post. Well, that's when my Epiphone happened. <laughs> 